Welcome back to a brand new episode of We Taught Soccer, the podcast that covers Minnesota United and is really regretting that choice right now. <laughs> I'm Taylor Wilson, alongside Sasha Hovanov. Hovanov is a uh, wild uh, prospect, I think currently playing in, uh, not the KHL, but the lead below it. I forget the at UHL maybe, I'm not sure. But he's doing well for his team. I think it's Rostov he's playing for. So, But his obvious brother, Sasha, is here with me now. Thank you so much, Caleb Zabalba. I decided after <laughs> last week's uh, Star Wars theme, I'm just going to go down a list of like uh, episode one pod racers. Oh, okay, good. The, yeah, there's 22 of them outside of Anakin that I can use for reference. I think you mean the best, so, uh, the best movie, the best movie, the best scene in the best movie? <laughs> and the best character, naturally. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's clearly the, like the circuit champion across everywhere but Tatooine, and this stupid kid with force powers, uh, cheating naturally because he's using the force. Uh, all those midi chlorians in his body wins the race. So, oh, midi chlorians! <laughs> what a great thing to add to a story. <laughs> Little magic blood fairies that make you magical. Just I, well done, George <laughs> Lucas. You've done it again. I actually love all those prequel memes. I, I saw one that I hadn't seen for a while, and it's it's. Anakin asking Qui-Gon Jinn, like, what are midichlorians? And Qui-Gon's just like, heroin, Anakin. It's heroin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would explain the epidemic across this country right now of heroin overdoses. Just people like, I want to be a Jedi, and then just dying. Is that too dark? No. We just have to say, like, do not do drugs, kids. Do not do heroin if you want to use the Force. If you want to use the Force, smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or think you can do the force, but really yes. you're just you, but really you just been staring at a mirror for the past twenty minutes, thinking you're playing speed racers. <laughs> I actually wrote you were drinking too. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, there's no real great way to to transition from heroin force magic to soccer. Well, you so, know who's feeling high. <laughs> you know where it's legal in Portland. Yep. Not heroin. Well, actually, all drugs are legal in Oregon now. Um, very progressive drug laws there now. Did the, were they they pass those? Yeah, I, I think that was passed last last year. I don't know if it's impl- implemented yet, but basically, if you're taught with any sorts of drugs, it sends you to a treatment program instead of jail, which is like what a concept, right? Yeah, helping people anyway. Portland Thorns win the NWL Champions Cup, beating Gotham 6-5 in a shootout. Game was tied 1-1 at full time. Um, Christine Sinclair scoring for the Thorns, and who else but Carly Lloyd scoring for Gotham. I found myself cheering more and more for Gotham the more times that the announcers said Gotham. It's such a great name. It is. It's so easy. It really to like, is. It was a brilliant move to be like, how do we get fans? Just name it after something that people already like. Gotham. Which people like? I don't think people in the, in, the, in the DC universe like Gotham, but they like that that concept of Batman and darkness. Right, and honestly, Gotham's not a great city. I like, just rampant, mentally ill <laughs> yeah. uh, criminals that escape from their conf- confines all the time. Is there is there a worse prison than Arkham Asylum? No, it's horrible security. But you have to say there must be something in the water. Gotham to have that number of like 
geniuses who are also wacky crazy. Like, they're not just, like, typical crazy. They're like, I'm going to dress up as, like, a Riddler and leave riddles everywhere. Hee hee hee. You make him sound so much more innocent than he actually is. <laughs> Have you watched uh, Harley Quinn on HBO uh, Max? The, the, the no. animated series. I have not. It's very good. It's not for kids, so don't show it to rain. But it's very good. She is one of the, those the animated animation creations that deserves her own show. Yeah, so I'm excited. I, I will watch. It's that. very funny. I think you would enjoy it. And I, she, I think she escapes from Arkham in the first episode. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, Portland also broke out of Arkham. They, um, penalty is always a kind of a crapshoot that I'm not really a fan of, especially in championship games. But on the whole, I think the run of play, Portland deserved to win. Uh, Dawson's goalkeeper was absolutely fantastic in this game, and she deserves, deserves a lot of credit. However, I mean, Portland was just better going forward. Yeah, and it's it's great to now have this new power dynamic shifted in the NWSL. It's no longer just North Carolina Courage winning everything. We had the Houston Dash win last year, uh, and now we have Gotham FC in Portland. And Portland, obviously, like you said, are, are the stronger team. So maybe they're the ones we have to watch, look out for now. Well, they don't have long to celebrate their win. The new regular season starts up this Saturday, May 15th. So uh, I guess... the. I mean, it's a very quick off season. I don't know if, if they can even spend, like, you know how the teams when the Stanley Cup, each player does like a day with the cup. They can't even do that yeah. with the cup that they just won. <laughs> it's like a week later. Yeah, they all have to stay at the same hotel with the cup, and uh, and they get three days of a transfer window. Yes. Not really, but <laughs> you did two and a half hours with the trophy. Do with it what you wish. Also, we're on lockdown, so we can't leave the hotel. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Well, congratulations to the Thorns. Um, good luck to them defending their title. We'll move on now to MLS where Ruby or Rubin, wait a minute. Isn't he supposed to be bad because he was in USL last year? Well, no. He scored Salt Lake's first goal against San Jose on a, just a audacious bicycle kick that he controlled with his chest, popped it up in the air, and then just finished beautifully. I mean, I... Like that was like I feel like every single week there's like oh goal of the year contender right here and it's like oh yeah, yeah that it is they're right <laughs> and but I think I think so far Rubens has to be the pitch of the litter for me at least I don't know we had some pretty sweet bangers coming up I mean that one is unique but we had some beautiful goals this week uh, the goals that San Jose got the lead on from Wondolowski I didn't think were that great uh, I think they were kind of cherry picked. Uh, especially the first one where there was a claim for him to be offsides. Uh, that was overruled. Um, either way, though, he got two goals in the last 10 minutes and got Earthquakes the lead. So good job to him. Yeah. Coming out as a sub, he's probably the most dangerous person on the bench all across MLS, um, either for the goal or for your defender's feet if he stomps on Yeah, I was going to um, But we got the good with Juan Delosti this past game, winning the game in four minutes for his team late on. Moving on to Chicago nil, Philadelphia 2. Philadelphia bounced back. Oh, yeah. We've got uh, Corey Burke has some beautiful acrobatics in the box with a cross body shot. He's almost horizontal as he gets that one in. Uh, we also got a goal from the, the lovable Jacob Glesnes. 
Uh, sadly, it was not one of those long-range field goals like last year. It was just a, a header from a ball that was getting returned into the box after a deflection. But still, I love it when defenders score. It's It warms my heart when Chicago does poorly. <laughs> yes. It really does. Um, moving on to Red Bull New York. Two, Toronto, nil. Um, some youngsters here storing for Red Bulls. Yeah, first off, we got Frankie Amaya, who made it look really easy. He put it into the lower left corner from the top of the box. That goal was actually assisted by the other youngster that we always talk about, Caden Clark. He went and scored the second goal. Uh, it wasn't something crazy like he's been doing every week, but he's currently fifth in the Golden Boot race now with three goals. I think, is that three goals in three matches? Yes. I believe so, yes. Uh, yeah. Frankie Amaya also coming over from Cincinnati after basically forcing his way out of there. And so far, it looks to be the, the right decision for his career. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. <laughs> Moving on to Columbus 3, DC 1. However, DC actually scored three goals in this match. So how did they lose? I don't understand. I think, yeah. <laughs> this one actually makes you feel kind of bad. Um, first off, the first goal... Beautiful goal from the Argentinian, Lucas Zolarian. Uh Long-range missile, not the first one. Uh, and all the Argentinian missiles this week were brought to you by Cordoba, the secret <laughs> town where uh, Hassani Dotson's actually from. <laughs> so the, so there's two own goals from D.C. The first one is because Pedro Santos has a strong shot uh, coming off from the side, and it bounces off Frederick Brilliant. Not the most brilliant move there. The second one, I feel horrible for Al. <laughs> yeah, I feel horrible for Alfaro, who's just trying to do his job. He's marking Zardes. A, b- a ball's coming in, and he gets in the way, and he kind of just tows it away from Zardes. Sadly, he tows it over his own keeper, who's coming out to like meet the ball, and he scores. So I'm cheeky. Really that's unfortunate cheeky, for him. Really cheeky yeah. chip there for Alfaro. <laughs> um, also, not happening in this game, but happening today. Well, yesterday and today, um, Columbus. Decided to just ruin their entire brand by uh, replacing their their German-inspired crest that was very fun and very unique to this league. Taking that and just replacing it with, a, with just a weird rectangle with a C. And also dropping the, the crew from their name. Um, it's not great. It's no. It was leaked yesterday. Uh, we're recording on Monday, so it was leaked on Sunday, and was universally panned by the entire soccer community. And then, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's rumored that the front office met with some supporters groups who were like, "Please don't do this." And then Monday, they're like, "We're doing it. Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> and if your own supporters group is is calling out, you know, if you have that opportunity. To get their input, and they say, "Please don't," like, "Don't." Then what do like, they go know? Back about? to the drawing board. Yeah. yeah, right. You're going from one of the most iconic emblems, right, in MLS, an, to so, yeah, an emblem that was seven years old. Like it wasn't an old emblem. They recently did a, a rebrand, like less than a decade ago, and now they're like, "No, take this, you, this kind of fun German-inspired crest, and just replace it with a giant fucking C." What does C stand for? Columbus, obviously. It's like, oh, yeah. god damn it. 
to go along with the, the MLS theme of if it's not broken, go ahead and break it. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago Fire, like, thank you for doing this. That takes all the all the heat off of us. It's it's just great. Um, this is not the first time a team has just done a poor rebrand of Chicago Fire last season, who are now trying to rebrand their rebrand that'll be come out next season. Um, Louisville F- Louisville City um, in the USL Championship re- like revealed a new crest and everyone's like this sucks and went we're sorry we'll go to the back to the old crest the right thing that they did um, it's also good to know that the crew are at least partially owned if not fully owned by Jimmy Haslam who owns the Cleveland Browns whose logo is just their brown helmet so really this is a step up for him in like creativity wise <laughs> Again, it's just a weird-looking scene in a dumb font in, like, a tapered rectangle with a chunk taken out of the bottom. Uh, we've seen enough examples of this now in the past two years that if the words rebrand come to Minnesota, like, we should be worried. Like, every MLS club should be worried yeah. if you hear the word rebrand. Don't want to hear the word rebrand. Especially, I I didn't think it would happen just because uh, the Trues logo was... So unique and you know newer. Um, I totally forgot that Mont- Montreal rebranded as well this offseason. I mean, their crest isn't horrible, but their old one was definitely better. It looked less like a butthole, that's for sure. Yeah, and what a slap in the face to like crew fans and be like, "Hey, I want to get that jersey with a with a new star because we're the champions." Oh yeah, now I have to get the shitty shitty logo C with it. Yeah, and it no longer says crew on it. <laughs> oh. And we we should enough uh, shit yeah, it's, on it's, them. <laughs> yeah, it. And like, we're four games into a new three games, four games into a new season. It's like, now's the time. Now's the time to unveil this. In the middle of the season, I was watching the highlights for the Columbus game, and like the logo would like pop up. I'm like, this is already old. Like, what are you? <laughs> Why in the middle of the season be like we're changing our logo? It's it's off season shit. I don't know. It's 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 dumb all around. Who knows if by this time next week they'll still have that stupid C as their logo, and they'll do pull a Louisville, uh, Louisville City and bring it back towards the the German style crest. We're gonna just go back to all the way back to the hard hat men, the yeah. men at work, the crew, the real crew. Yeah, I, I just realized this as we're talking. There's <clears throat> a danger during COVID of having your logo be just a lone giant C, and what fans will do with oh, it. No. <laughs> So, yeah, reverse it now. Well, if you're a Photoshop aficionado or just dabble in it, you know what to do. And I'm moving on to two teams who probably could use a new logo, uh, Nashville and New England. Uh, Nashville wins 2-0, finally breaks their curse of draws in the season. Wow, what a horrible start to the season. Now they can finally move on. No other (laughs) team has had a worse start than Nashville SC. I hate to say that because, like, every week they had a draw, I was just like, I would still be rather be in their boots than in our boots. <laughs> but yeah, they got uh, CJ Sapong scored off a header from uh, from Zimmerman. Uh, him naturally making all those long runs uh, from the back to uh, to be the most offensive defender. Uh, Alex Mule had a really beautiful goal. It's actually one worth looking up. It's this low ground snipe. Uh, he just keeps it on the ground. And he makes Matt Turner look horrible as a keeper. Uh, as it blows by him. But Matt Turner had plenty of time to see this one. He just couldn't get low enough fast enough. You know, a week after, you know, kind of baiting up 
Carlos Hill and the New England offense, I think we might have some power here. So let's move on and praise the Nets winners of the Nets name on our list. Vancouver 2, Montreal 0. Christian Dahomey, probably the best, well, actually, honestly the best last name, if that's how you actually pronounce it. Dahomey? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. All my Dahomeys hate Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> and their stupid new logo. <laughs> their stupid new logo. <laughs> uh, Dahomey stores a PK and a header off of a set piece, so two uh, goals not from open play. But Vancouver is probably the best team in the West right now. I mean, there's no way they can lose, right? Is this is this, is this working? Do you, think, do you think the soccer gods will believe my absolute love for Vancouver's offense? Oh, I, oh, I can only hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, uh, they're obviously Minnesota's next uh, opponent playing a midweek game at Allianz on Wednesday. And, oh, my God. We'll, we'll get we'll to, uh, I guess, the preview after we talk about Minnesota's game, but please fucking win. Please yeah. fucking win. And if Dahomey scores on us, we're going to be pouring one out for Dahomey. <laughs> out of anger. <laughs> yeah, that dick. <laughs> I mean, cool last name, bro. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Went on to the Battle of Texas, but minus pre-court. Uh, Dallas won. Houston also won. Uh, Fafa, uh, sorry, you didn't put his full name here. His full name is Fo du Fafa Pito de Gallo. Um, <laughs> it's a PK early in, or in the 34th minute converts um for houston this is former team yeah and, uh, and yet ryan equalized in the 42nd and then second half we had nothing <laughs> cool very cool um orlando won nycfc won the the uh rematch of last year's weird penalty shootout that saw two red cards and just a wild time a an impromptu defender going to keeper yeah. and making a save. And did kind of boringly, or wasn't as exciting at least, uh, Nani with his third banner of the season, the third like awesome goal of the season. Turns out maybe uh, signing a kind of a, a quote-unquote legend past his prime might not be a bad th- thing for some teams. Even to him, you can maybe look at Chicharito, but I was, I've been impressed with, with how Nani's been playing and how much he cares about winning for Orlando. Yeah, I think as soon as he, last year when they got that whiff of like, oh, well, he can actually win things here. Like, like yeah. he, he started caring in the in the MLS's back uh, tournament and then hasn't slowed down since. However, they didn't do the win. Valentin Castellanos converted a penalty in the 77th minute for New York City. We went to El Trafico as LA Dalti beat LAFC two to one. Chicharito is oh, he is back. He is back with a vengeance. He is yeah, attacked the Chicharitos. The Chicharito strikes back. Yeah, he's Greg Vanny's starter Pokemon for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, th- his first goal though may may have been just a little bit of luck, but it does take skill to put it away. A great slide tackle from Derek Williams as he steals the ball and it just perfectly rolls to Chicharito, who's like, "I'm in the box with a ball. Of course, I'm going to get this." Um, Diego Rossi equalized for LAFC in the 61st minute from Latif Blessing. But Jonathan Dos Santos, how many Santos? Actually, Uno Santos. Um, Winslow Trafito, assisted by Chicharito. So he's fully back. It's It sucks to see another striker in the, in the Washington Conference do way better than anyone else on our team. 
Any thoughts on El Chaferto? I just I just hope that there are other players with uh like Pokemon sounding nicknames. And if they are, just let's sign them right now and just give them two years. Because apparently that's what we learned that we did. They just need two years, and they will start destroying MLS. Right, right. And to be fair, like we've had like miniature versions of that with Botsall and Lude, who come in midway through the year, aren't very good, then then improve significantly the next year. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a Chicharito, and that pisses me off. What's the sign of Chicharito? Does he have a little brother? Chicharito Ito? <laughs> Ch- Chicharito Dorito. <laughs> uh, we joke, but uh, we're really just delaying the, the sorrow and pain of this next note on our notes. But I, I guess moving on, Colorado three, Minnesota two. A direct free kick goal from Reynoso and a counterattack goal from Dotson, assisted by Robin Lude. Put Minnesota up two nothing, cruising towards halftime. Turn, but it turns out that last that Dotson shot was the last significant significant chance we would have in that entire game. Yeah, we gave up three goals in the second half, uh, including the winner in the eighty second minute. <sighs> um, only two teams have made the playoffs after losing their first four games of the season. Um, those teams were Inter Miami and NYC FC. However, that was last season, and last season uh, the. Exp- Eastern Conference playoff spots were expanded by two. So really, in a normal season with normal playoff spots, a team who has lost four, the first four games of the season, has never made the playoffs. And we didn't go through like step by step how what happened in this game and where it went wrong. But instead, let's go to our pod questions for three dollars yes. a month on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash fans. You can. Join our Slack channel. On that Slack channel, we have a bunch of different sub-channels just mostly bemoaning what's happening this season so far in the, on our hashtag MNUFC channel. But our, we have a pod questions channel where you can ask those questions that we have to answer every week, no matter how silly or how dumb. Um, first question comes from our patron, Chris RB. Why are all Americans obsessed with the subs? And I think we just have superior bread here in America. Yeah, I think it's probably gotten gin will tell you the secret ingredient is heroin. No, <laughs> Sorry, I brought it back to that. But yeah, I mean, bread is delicious. Yeah, whether you call them subs or heroes or hoagies, they're just, or grinders. They're just, they're actually probably most, one of the most American foods of all. Oh, he's, he's not talking about sandwiches, is he? Oh, yeah. I don't think he is. Sorry. Let me pause this. Okay, no. <laughs> So uh, Sasha just saved a bunch of orphans from a burning building. That's, that was the fire alarm you heard in the background. Um, he is okay. All the orphans are also okay. Um, however, there were no midichlorians found in the orphans, so they will live very boring I'm lives. I'm from Cordoba, so I'm not raising any of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chris R.B., why are all Americans obsessed with the subs? Real question. At what point does Heath's seat get hot? Like, in my honest opinion, it already should already, but I've been on that train for a while. And honestly, it should be pretty hot right now. Yeah. Um, depending on when you listen to this, we're recording this on Monday. Hopefully it's out tomorrow at some point, Tuesday, before Minnesota's game on Wednesday. But if that game on Wednesday doesn't go well, 
Like, I'm not sure Heath will be able to even sit down on his seat. It'll be so hot. Five losses to start of the season. You can't just r- roll with that for an entire season. It'll demoralize a team. It'll demoralize the fans. And there are rumors that the Allianz will be open to 100% capacity by the end of June. Do you really want an O and whatever team to be hosting games at Allianz? How's that going to go? Not very well. What do you think, Sasha? I think you're right in on whether it's hot. And I think if you're the ownership group, or maybe Heath should be worried that like this game... It's the second game where we've been up to and then suddenly lost by three. I'm talking about like the Western Conference final last year. Mm-hmm. That's gonna start people talking who have like the power to, to kick him out of being like, maybe this isn't the guy we need if we want to be winning. So yeah, th- that after this week, his seat should be very hot. Yeah, and you made bring up a very good point. This isn't the first time we've been up to nothing and have lost in demoralizing fashion. Mm-hmm. It's happened in the past five games to Minnesota. Twice now. And I'm just going to bring up the match report here on MLSsoccer.com. No, they're not not a sponsor, so don't give them any money if you can help it. But after after Colorado's second goal in the 71st minute, um, it'll go to the subs. Uh, So before that, when we were still up 2-1, we replaced... Roman with Finley. I think he moved Dotson to the right back and Finley up. That was just because of an injury to Metinair. But then after the second goal, uh, Adrian brings on Coleman for Reynoso. Two minutes after that, they score the third goal. Then hits off Lude, puts on Ardudello, hits off Raitala, puts on Abila. And the the subs thing has been a joke in like for a while, not kind of like a meme in the kind of Twitter sphere. But those aren't those aren't progressive thinking uh, subs. You're playing at altitude on a very rainy night. Your team is exhausted from a, from the time they scored that Colorado scores their first goal in the fifty seventh minute. You need more subs, not just and you need I don't know either more toughness in the midfield or more stamina in the midfield. Just someone who can keep the ball and keep the pressure off the defense once it's booted deep. Yeah. And obviously, and Finley can do that. Uh, however, you know, that was a, a sub made out of necessity probably 10 minutes too late. Then there wasn't a sub made until nine minutes after their the second goal. And that was a very defensive, very negative sub bringing on a center back for the best player in Minnesota United history. And. He was asked about it after the game. I don't remember who it was. I think I read it in Andy Dreeter's um, uh, post-match article or on his Twitter or whatever. Andy Dreeter, former guest of the pod. Read his stuff on Pioneer, Pioneer Press. It's great. Um, but he said something along the lines of, I thought we were going to lose the match, so I wanted to bring on a center back to help with the aerial, aerial defense. He thought we were going to lose in the 80th minute. And then he made a negative sub, and we ended up losing anyway. That shows to me he didn't really have any idea how to stop the, how to stem the attack that Colorado had. Their their the floodgates had been opened, and Colorado was just peppering DSC's goal for minutes on end before we could even clear it. 
then he the decision he made was the incorrect one because it didn't help whatsoever. And at that point, we're down 3-2. We need to push for a goal. He brings down Adedelo, who, sure, pacey, can move down the ball. And Abila, who is supposedly a target man, but we haven't really seen a whole lot from him this season. And, sure, small sample size, but at the same time, not a very exciting, or not a very uh, progressive or uh, inspiring sub to bring on that late. He's no Wondolowski, right? No. <laughs> He's not to score two goals yeah, in four And things were under so much pressure, we needed somebody to bring up, like, bring that ball out of defense and take it into the offensive half, even if you aren't scoring. Like, get it to the corner. So, like, I get, so Finley was a good choice on that, but, like, bring on Ja'Cory Hayes or McMaster. Like, not Juan Agadello, who, who doesn't really have that, or Abila, who definitely doesn't have that speed. And he's not going to be running all the way back on defense and then bringing the ball up. Like, you mentioned it at the start. We have tired legs. Chase was very tired, you could tell. Barrios yeah. and Bassett had him completely figured out there, so. God damn it. <laughs> Is that our code? More, more, more orphans. More fires. <laughs> okay. Sasha's Sasha's okay. Um, let's just record through it. It's yeah, makes yeah. us seem more approachable. <laughs> yes, definitely not less professional whatsoever. We're real people in COVID <laughs> here. We cook our, we cook meals yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you mentioned you, George Jatori. You mentioned Jatori Hayes. He was actually out for this game. He's been out for the past couple weeks, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. he would have been a great sub there. And I want to see more of him because he was so good for us last season. Um, maybe put on Timothy Way of oh, Timothy Way of Jesus. If we had Timothy Way, it'd be a different story. <laughs> put on Patrick Way. Put on uh, uh, McMaster. Both players who we praised last year, last week, and didn't see a minute in the last game. So it's like, man, and she's playing the, the kids, and then and she's not playing the kids yeah, anymore. Why not play the kids in the rain? Yeah, <laughs> I don't Give know. the fire alarm increase with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually the fire from uh, Inchy's yes. seat. That's actually it's it's very hot right now. So that's your your question, Chris. <laughs> um, let's move on to I, I, we could br- debate this points for a while, and maybe next episode we won't have to anymore. <laughs> Who knows? We got games against Vancouver on Wednesday, game against Dallas on Saturday, both at home, I believe. So both should be won. However, we should say that about most games this season, except for, for probably the Seattle one. Um, so on to our next question from Eric Olson. Hi, Dad. Uh, who would be a good, uh, in brackets, reality-based options to replace Heat? Who would be your dream option or options? I have both mine ready if you want me to go first. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I have mine ready okay. too, but I want to hear So realistically, uh, Ramirez or Freddy Juarez, who's the RSL <laughs> coach currently, and I know he's had a... A couple a rough two years um but now he's turning rsl around and they're kind of scary and i think people are finally he gained the respect of the locker room and people are finally listening to him so he's got these younger kids playing and yeah. a for a, a former thunder exactly. player as well so he's, he has yeah. roots here uh unrealistically somebody with some coaching experience and the true striker whisperer dieter drogba that would be like I mean, he scored a lot of goals. He scored 22 goals in 33 games for Montreal in his like retirement phase. He went on to Phoenix Rising where he was a player coach. Now he's part of the Ivory Coast FA. So there's no way in hell we'd actually get him. But he is somebody I think who'd be no. like, yeah, that guy actually is the striker whisperer without sarcasm. 
Okay, I have I have a couple realist. I have one very realistic one. Two maybe not so realistic, but like would be kind of cool. And one like it's just a it's just a pipe dream. So my realistic one is John Hatworth, um, former coach of Louisville City, um, won multiple championships with them in the USL Championship. Um, recently departed uh, as a mutual termination. Couldn't find any reason why. Um, maybe he was just burnt out and just wanted to leave Louisville City. There was rumors he would be going to a different, another MLS team to coach there. He hasn't so far. He has championship pedigree. He's won 64% of his games in charge of Louisville City. That's really good as a as a soccer coach. He has experience in MLS with Philadelphia. Wasn't as successful. Won just under 50, 50%. Um, but very... very uh, um, Successful with the U-17s of, of the U.S., so he can help develop younger players as well. Um, honestly, he might be, I'm committing myself to turn him to my dream candidate, but I think he's very realistic now. I don't think getting a coach who's already employed at an MLS club who's doing well is going to be an option unless someone's fired first before Heath. Like, if Martha Santos is fired from Vancouver, like, he wanted to come back over to Minnesota and, you know, have some fun with us. But, or... I mean, and the way they're going, they're winning more games than we are, and Juarez is winning more games at Salt Lake than we are as well. Um, so John Hatworth is my pick. Now, more unrealistic, but hey, it could happen. Ozzy Alonso, player-manager. Aiko Para retires, becomes manager. I get behind that, for sure. I mean, they have no coaching experience, so you don't know what would happen. But... They know the game, especially the defensive side, very well. And so they know the league too. They know all the players in the league. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they know. Just I just see Ozzy yelling at like Will. Will album in the kidney. He hates that. But like, oh, all people hate that. No, he hates it more than more most people. Oh man. <laughs> and then uh, dream signing. Um, he. He's unemployed right now. He's won two trophies in Europe recently. <laughs> He's linked with Arsenal and Tottenham. But do everything in your power to get Mauricio Sarri over here. He just won the title with Juventus last year. He won the Europa League with Chelsea. He hasn't been given a chance the last two teams he was with. Tell him, you know, sit your contract. Go nuts. He's brilliant tactically. He's brilliant tactically. And he wins trophies. As he does recently. Oh, that locker room's gonna smell like cured meats and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but he. What we haven't seen with with Heath is the ability to change tactics on the fly during a mm-hmm. match. I think Sorry Sorry is very good at that, and also very good at game planning towards a, a certain opponent and a certain opponent's style. So it'd be it'd be almost different tactics almost every single game, but there will still be that underlying soccer philosophy in the team, which. I appreciate. Uh, let us know who you think. Um, tweet at us at TW United fans. Who do you want here? And if you tweet a gif of Jose Mourinho, I'm going to block you. <laughs> <laughs> Our last question comes from Mike D from Beastie Boys for sure. No other Mike D that I know. Um, does Babela want to be here? Yes. Uh, because he heard from Tyler Miller and Amaria that if you get a injury that requires surgery, you get it for free. <laughs> That's a horrible joke. 
<laughs> but no, people can't leave because his rival, Lucas Del Rayon, is here too. And, you know, like, it's that old Pokemon rivalry. He's he's our Ash Ketchum, and Del Rayon is, is the better-looking, uh, you know, Gary. Oh, well, my name is called Dickface. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, must have different versions of the game. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think everyone who is on this team right now wants to prove they can win, wants to play, and wants to prove they can win. But it's very hard to be a Minnesota player right now. Yeah. Uh, he admitted after the match, it's very hard in that locker room right now because. I mean, at certain at certain way, you wanted to, you don't want to win points, and you've lost four in a row. Morale must just be in the, in the toilet, especially after the way you were your season ended last year. Yeah. And w- like, it, ha- it has to be in the back of your mind. And when you have a game like this where you should have won, it gets it turns into a, a finger pointing mm-hmm. match of like offense versus defense. Like we did our job, why couldn't you guys do yours? Right. Right. So, I think deep down, every t- every player wants to be here. It's just hard to be here right now yeah that makes sense if you want to ask us questions it's just three dollars a month on the patreon patreon.com slash two united fans join the misery party and let's move on to the next few mls days miami versus atlanta Joseph martinez scores his first since injury and wants to celebrate with the head trainer which is a very nice moment if it hadn't been Joseph martinez and atlanta united did you hear that I think I think that the devil was just uh, dancing around down in Georgia because uh, he, he Joseph Martinez made a deal with him and now he's uh, it's starting to come to fruition. Is is the head trainer for Atlanta a crossroad demon? <laughs> yes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. Well, he didn't he didn't get the right didn't get the right uh, deal because Lewis Morton equalized and Atlanta only got one point. So. Get a better crossroad demon, I guess, is a lesson here. I don't, I don't know. I'm not big on my blues lore. I think Notch just made a better deal with a higher-ranking demon for Atlanta to lose, or to not to not win games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro- yeah, probably. I could see him doing that. He'll go to those lengths, yeah. Move on, move on to your other team, your, your, your better team. <laughs> I, I don't know, I... Your, your mistress yeah. in your loveless loveless marriage with the loons. Yeah. Uh, Portland 1, Seattle 2. Good old Cascadia rivalry. Um, Diego Valeri missed two penalties on this game. One was saved by Stefan Fry. It had to be retaken because knew who encroached. I mean, he is he is very quick and likes to jump the gun. Uh, Valeri's second try went off the post, cannoned off the post. He, he shot it with so much force. Moments later, though... Uh, Rui Diaz got his own penalty and converted. Uh, that was followed up by Freddie Montero, who had to keep his his uh, all-time leading goals for Seattle ahead of Rui Diaz's uh, scoring the second goal. Portland finally did get a goal in the very towards the end. I think it was was it after the 90th minute. Bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was in stoppage time. Yep. Bill Tuyoma scored his first ever goal for the Timbers. Um, but it was in vain. But I hope he got one of those giant wood things that Timber Joey saws off. What do you What do you do with that? I, I think you you go you find like a hipster wood carver and then like he he carves in the the game match and like the minute. I, I think that's like that's what I would do. 
up there, they're just called woodcarvers. <laughs> if there's redundant. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I teach why I sell them to like a, a restaurant up there. They go, ooh, we can use this as a plate. Like, oh, okay, I can, oh it's, it's a plate to do all my legal drugs on. <laughs> <laughs> my legal, not illegal, but also legal drugs. Yeah. Portland is weird. All right, and our last name of the, of the weekend, Kansas City 2, Austin 1. John Dallader, um, who is a soccer player and not a uh, main character in uh, Outlander. <laughs> who knew? Um, opens the story in, for, in the seventh minute for Austin. Um, Alex Rain sent off for a second yellow in the 67th minute. Um, two goals late through Ilya Sanchez and Terry Shelton. Hit all three points at home for Kansas City, much to the, to the delight of the cauldron. We, well, we, I think we missed it, but um, we were going to preview Wednesday's game a little bit. Like we've been, we've been doing this since you know Minnesota's <laughs> been losing. What would you change? What would you dif- do differently? How would you set up? Against Vancouver at home on Wednesday. So let's do that now. I would sacrifice Brent Kalman over a fire pit <laughs> and make a deal with the devil <laughs> to finally get us a, like a, a winning streak that would get us into playoffs. <laughs> I think we got an episode title. Let's need someone to deal with some crossroad <laughs> devil and heroin. I'm, I'm doing heroin at the crossroads. Hey, and I don't know. Yep. Something like that. <laughs> I have no idea. There's. Because like going forward, we looked a lot better yeah. in the first half last week. Um, but Botsy just needs a better partner than Utah or Brent. And if. Uh, Debasi can't go again. Even if he can, he'll probably still be a little knocked up. Well, that's a bad phrase. We have a little notch still. Um, Chase was exhausted. So do you start DJ? I think you start DJ at left. Debasi in the middle with Potsy. If Roman can't go, you start Hassani at, on the, at right back. Does he can play there? Um... The midfield three of Jan, Will, and Ozzy seem to work a little bit. I'd like to see uh, Jan and Ozzy start there again, like they did, you know, last season and the season before that. Um, maybe give Will a break because he's been playing a lot of minutes. Um, then on the left, McMaster in the middle, Pebelo on the right, Lude. Either Lude or Hansen, if Hansen is is healthy, and then put Lude in the middle of, as a striker. That's kind of false line option that we had at the end of the last season. If he if Hansen isn't healthy, then Lude and then fuck it, start Wea up top. Start Wea or start Wanchope and hope we can do better than he did last home day we played against Austin. I I think you keep DSC in net yeah. though. I don't think you can take him out. It's he's he's been given a, a, a rough go of it because of the defense in front of him, but he he's a good, a good keeper. I I agree with you on those changes. We definitely need to rest certain people at defense, and I think we need that trifecta of Ozzy, Gregush, and Reynoso in midfield because they did look all they all looked great this past week. Like Ozzy has some great long balls mm-hmm. up the middle. Lude was being selfless, and he was you know he assisted that second goal. But mm-hmm. and Gregus had a lot more freedom, being farther forward. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and Ozzy allows him to do that, and he didn't. He doesn't go as far forward with her nose yeah. in front of him. So it just works out well with those three in the middle. Um, Ozzy can. I mean, you forget he can do those long passes yep. still, because he's. You think of Ozzy like, oh, he's gonna fuck somebody up, but he didn't fuck up a defense with a long mm-hmm. pass. You know what I mean? So, I guess we'll see. I mean, we're not managers. Obviously, we are on a podcast and don't know anything. Except for the Nickelorians are bullshit. That's all we know for for sure. sure. (laughs) Let's move on now to our final segment of the episode, the shootout, the penalty shootout. Um, This is where we go back and forth with some news from around the world. I'll start. Uh, Bayern Munich are Bundesliga champions, winning it mathematically after Borussia Dortmund beats... Rosenball Sport Leipzig 3-2 this weekend. Wolfsburg also beat Union Berlin 3-0 to keep third place. Eintracht Frankfurt dropped to fifth. Damn! One point behind Dortmund because they tied Mainz 1-1. Have, did you see the Frankfurt no. goal? Uh, look it up because he scored from his butt. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like he shoots it, it gets blocked. He falls as he shoots. And he's on the ground. The ball bounces back to him, and he just like lifts himself up with his hands off his butt and hits it again, and it, like floats over the keeper into the back of the net. And it was his first goal for Frankfurt too. It was great. <laughs> Good old butt goal. Uh, um, just so- scoring three goals. Oh yeah, scoring three goals uh, for Wolfsburg in that three 0 win against Union Berlin was Joseph Brechtelow with a hat trick. Um, yeah, great. Young Swiss player, you should check out. Yeah, he, his second goal was a beautiful little lofty one over the keeper. Not as good as a butt goal. Uh, there are still two games left in <laughs> Bundesliga, which could determine places second through sixth. Um, moving, yeah. yeah AC Milan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we should yeah. format this better. That's my bad. Uh, I'll just start this one. You just we'll just go back and forth. Uh, AC Milan beat Juventus three nothing. Putting into question whether or not Juventus will even make to the championship, Champions League next season. Ronaldo in the Euro League. Can you see it now? I can see it now. Uh, Juventus was also warned by the Italian Federation that if they do not withdraw from the ESL, they will be removed from Syria, which isn't the first time it's happened to Juventus. It's almost like history is repeating each- itself. Um. <laughs> yeah, so Ronaldo playing on Thursdays and no other time because they can't because they're out of Syria. I don't know how that would work if they made Euro Euro League and like weren't in an actual like domestic competition. I I'm just thinking like mm-hmm. where does Ronaldo jump to like if he can't play in a top league? <sighs> we'll find out. <laughs> Man United, Man United, or maybe he'll go back yeah. to Portugal. Who knows? Um, West Bromwich Albion and Fulham are relegated from the Premier League. Um, this is Sam Allardyce's first ever relegation from the Premier League, which also reminded me of that time before Minnesota United had a coach where we got a rumor started that Sam Allardyce was going to be the coach, like Bruce and Wes and all those guys, like, like oh, here in MNU, Sam Allardyce at MNUFC, and, like, national media ran with it. And it was like, no, we just made that up. That was a joke. And honestly, now maybe it wouldn't have been a bad idea. It's true. When you start making more rumors that get uh, go viral on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, we should do uh, that. Inter cancel Conte's pre-match press conference before the game against Roma, and this comes after Inter asked staff and players to forego wages 
not a very good look. <laughs> no, and we've been kind of mentioning this, and whenever we mention the financial troubles of Lidon, we also mention Inter's kind of fucked if they don't sell off most of their championship-winning team. Uh, Ryan, they won the Studetto, won the Serie A title, I think, the last week. So, I mean, Lukaku to Real Madrid. Lukaku to player coach at Minnesota United this July. <laughs> Ooh, hell yeah. I'll, I'll, that would that would yeah, be I'll, get I'll everybody like that. inspired again. That would People would be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, signing the, the main striker for Belgium in his prime would really do it for me, too. <laughs> He's so good, though. Like, there would be one fan like, his first touch sucks, though. But he's... He won Syria. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a little preview of the Champions League final, Chelsea beat Manchester City two to one. Aguero missed a Penenka penalty. Um, I don't. I, I I watched this game with Taylor, who is a big Chelsea fan, and she was cackling. Like just. It was a nice soft Penenka, and Mendy like, fell to the ground, got had him get back up, and stop, just like put his hand up, like, just high-fiving somebody. And just, boom, ball, mine. Chelsea had like three goals all off sides, too, which begs the question. If Timo Warner isn't offside, does he start to get nervous? And, like, is he in, does he have an anxiety issue if he's not? offside all the time yeah he's got the, he sees that invisible line he has like separation anxiety if he's on the right side of it <laughs> <laughs> it was infuriating i'm glad i'm not a chelsea fan because this guy's like like calling for the ball he's, he's like a good two feet beyond the the last defender and the guy with the ball's like i can't i i can't pass it to you i, I just come close i can't pass i and pass it to him he takes it scores oh i was outside again like yeah obviously dude obviously but End up winning anyway. Hope I hope that's a repeat of, or that's what's to come in uh, Champions Champions League final just for our household and also I never want Man City to win the Champions League. <laughs> I never want Man City to win. I want it to be Pep's white whale. This Man City Champions League. I want them to go insane with just want and frustration that he leaves Man City and coaches Minnesota United. Yes. <sighs> I understand where you're coming from, but I just can't deal with the douchebaggery of Chelsea fans like after the last time they won Champions League. And I know you're like, well, you know, Man City has their own stuck-up fans from winning everything else, but I just I have that special hate for Chelsea. Um, despite that, I, I will say I think Kai Havertz is better uh, than Timo Werner oh, in Bundesliga and in the Premier League. I, I just want to point out that when you say douchebag Chelsea fans, you don't know no, 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 right, no, right? no, no, sorry. Uh, I, the, okay, the, yeah, the ones that are actually yeah, outside yeah. of uh, Stamford Bridge, not the ones over here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. We're, we're, yeah. we're fine, we're okay, yeah, we're fine. That's Thank you for there, saving me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, yeah. Um, Sasha, tell the people where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alexander Sourceloth. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TWO United Fans. To find me on Twitter at RealCalebFC. Find me on Instagram at CalebOlson716. You can find this podcast at all good podcast apps, at, at, like SoundCloud and all that good stuff. The best way to support us is if you like us, subscribe, uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you can rate 
our podcast five stars. That'd be fantastic. It helps us get more listeners. Um, the that's the second best way to support us. The best way to support us is to go to the patreon.com slash fans. Um, $3 gets you access to our Slack channel. $5 gets you extra episodes, which we have coming out soon. Sasha has a few nerdy cauldrons coming out that he likes to call them. I liked it. Uh, the <laughs> Sasha's Cauldron episode's coming out. Uh, do you want a little preview of what's coming? Uh, yeah, Patreon? there is a uh, Wildfire Ranger class that I talk about from Tasha's Cauldron, which is as cool as it sounds. I'm calling your miniseries <laughs> Sasha's Cauldron because it's just so close. Um, and I have an episode about Jeff Rosenstock's 2016 album Worry coming out as well. Um, we're going to do more. Again, we're both working so fucking much. And I'm moving house in a week. So <laughs> please bear with us. Those episodes will be out as soon as possible. Um, special thanks to Tectonic's use of their song Lusses as our theme music. And also thanks to our lead commissioner, the $20 tier on our Patreon. You get thanked at the end of every episode. So thank you, Eric Olson. And also... Hi, Dad. And also, we can never forget to shout out the legend, Emma Doom. Rest in peace. I did. <laughs>